Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it is time for Avoid the Maze. And Avoid the Maze takes you on a journey. It may sound very similar to yours, or you know what? It may be drastically different. Uh, But as I say at the beginning of every podcast, uh, I had a dream of where I was going to go on my journey. And um, I've taken a lot of detours along the way, and I've hit those road bumps in the maze. Today, I have Marnie Moore with us, and she too, like all of you, uh, has dreams, aspirations, passions, but they may not have been the same when she was little. So Marnie, welcome to Avoid the Maze. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. And you are absolutely right. Today's life is nothing like I imagined it. You know, when we were growing up, we all um, had these goals and dreams, and usually they were what our parents told us they were. And we started following those and life happens. And then we get to that point where those dreams have become a reality. And it is not all it's cracked up to be. And it's that point we have to make a change well you know in the last month or so i added um a footnote to my um email and it says um something like be careful what you wish for you just might get it and it may not be what you always wanted Mm -hmm. and um my youngest son uh oh probably for the last 10 11 years I have to move out of here. I need to go to another city. I need this. I need that. And it was like, that's up to you. But the problem is you're going to take you and your baggage wherever you're going. So um, if what you don't like is inside of you or in your baggage, um, moving across country isn't going to help. And um he found that out in the last month or so. And, you know, most of it was not his doing. It was everything that happened around him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'll never forget the call about four weeks ago when he said, you know, I could have done better if I would have stayed at home. And I said, well, the door's always open. Mm -hmm. You have to make that decision. And I know I've been down that road myself. So tell us a little bit about your background. What got you to where you were dreaming or at least accepting the dreams of mom and dad to where you are today? Yeah. So um, I don't have one of those dramatic childhood stories to tell you that, you know, my parents were divorced, but that certainly wasn't the end of the world. Right. That was their thing. And um, it was just a pretty average kind of life. But in that, you learn to develop some resilience. We learn to take a few knocks. Life has bumps that there's ups and downs. And so that was part of it. And as life went on, I decided I was going to go to college. I was going to have a career. 
and I was going to do this and I was going to do that. And I got there. And one day I found myself sitting at my desk, sobbing, sobbing, because I was so bored. There was nothing for me to do, but I was, I had the life that I thought I was supposed to have. You know, I had a good job. I was well-paid. I had friends, family. I wasn't married. I didn't have children and that's okay. Those were decisions I made. And, um, it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't this grand revelation. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. There was just so much more that I wanted to do. And I just didn't know how to go about getting it. I didn't know. I just thought you had to be lucky or somebody had to walk at the door and say, you know what? You are amazing. I'm going to discover you and put you out there in the world. When I was in grade school, I remember Mrs. Shelton asking me well, what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I remember, I can remember it so specifically, looking up her and saying, I'm going to be a star. And love it. a lot of years, I am not a star. <laughs> I might be a star in my own mind and in right. my own world. But as you know, generally speaking, there's no silver screen with my name on it. But when I got, you know, I got to this point where everything was happening and I was just bored. I couldn't stand it. And what I learned um, was that you don't have to hit rock bottom to make a change. You can start making changes right where you are. The stories about people who show up on the shores of the United States with $10 in their pocket and they go from rags to riches, those are fabulous stories and they're really inspiring, but they're few and far between. And the people who had a great life and then they lost it all and they're living in their car and then they climb back out. Those are great too, but you don't have to start off in your car. You don't have to wait for it to get to that. You can start right when you feel that urge and that inspiration that you have much more to give. You need to start giving it. You need to start embracing that and keeping that dream for you. We tell our children to be imaginative and to create and to pursue and, and find something that really inspires them that they can be passionate about and move forward on. But as the adults or the parents in life, we don't do that because, well, our job is just to be back here and keep the little framework going for them. Exactly. You know what? It's not. It isn't. I tell people all the time, your kids are going to be fine. You're going to lead by example. You're going to start embracing those passions that you have, that you let go, and you're going to start moving forward on them. And just being who you need to be. The more you have, the more you can give. Anyway, that's what I, that was the realization I came to. And I started coaching people and started as a personal mindset mentor um, coach. I started working with people because the best way to learn a thing is to teach a thing, right? And every time I started talking with somebody, it was like, oh my gosh, I can relate to that so well. Have you considered this? Have you learned to do that? What if I just hold your feet to the flame and make you move forward? What if I dial the phone and put the phone in your hand and you make that phone call that you're afraid of? What if we just start attacking this together and I believe in you. And as you start getting experience, I know you're going to believe in you too. Let's just start doing these things. And life starts changing when you have a reason to get up. You start pursuing those things. Well, purpose is the key to everything. Um, you know, I always thought I had a purpose 
and I did. I had lots of them, you know. Uh, one was to uh, make enough money so that I could help put food on the table for my family. That was a purpose. Um, another purpose was, you know, to, uh, you know, participate in my son's school activities because, you know, that's what moms do. And I kept doing all these things in my life because I thought this is what you're supposed to do. And uh, it, it wasn't really until I hit 50 and I said, wait a second, what can I do for me? I've been doing for everybody my whole life. And not that I was totally unhappy, but I realized that I was only getting happy when I did something for Marnie or I did something for my husband or I did something for my mother. And if I didn't have somebody to, to make happy at that moment, um, I felt sort of like it and odd ends. It's like, who am I? Mm -hmm. You know, and it really took my youngest son, who at the time I believe was just about 21, and we were coming home. He went to uh, college where I was working, and he looked at me and he said, Why are you so depressed? And I said, I'm not depressed. He said, Oh, yes, you are. And I said, no, worry about yourself. I'm the mom, you're the kid. And he goes, no, I'm worried about you. He said, I haven't seen you smile in a long time, mom. And I just looked at him and I said, oh, I'm just working a lot. But those, his voice and those words like dug deep. He was the only one who was willing to call me out on it. And so within a couple of weeks, I finally faced the music and realized I was depressed and I had to take a step. And the first step I started was with medical because, hey, I want to make sure that right. this is what it is. But then from there, it was lots of baby steps. And once you take that first step and not a giant step, and I'm sure that's what you tell people that you coach yeah. as well take that giant step, you're probably going to fall backwards because you don't have the balance yet. You know, those baby steps. Good way to state it. Yeah. 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 So when you decided to coach, um, was it just this epiphany that said, Hey, this is what I can do. And I'm going to be in my element. <laughs> it wasn't an epiphany. As a matter of fact, I spent a lot of days, um, with a carton of ice cream and, um, a blanket and a cat trying to figure out what I wanted to do and how that was going to look. And meanwhile, I hired a coach and she was doing the exact same thing. And it wasn't, um, she really expected me to be very self-directed. She expected me to go, you know what? I need some direction in my life. You have a course program that I can follow. Thank you very much. I'm going to do this and I'll call you when I need you. And what I really needed was somebody to say, I'm going to keep poking at you for the next six weeks or the next six months and make sure that you move forward. And if you want to get angry, that'd be really, really good. Because once you can figure out what you're angry about, a lot of that depression goes away. Now I'm not negating mental medical depression, but a lot of it is self-inflicted oh, when absolutely. there's anger that's unexpressed and you just swallow that and swallow that. 
at some point you're either going to erupt or you're just going to go so low that you don't know how to get out of it anymore. Anyway, I started doing this and I was really looking for something to do with my life. I was really looking for something new. I had been an executive assistant for a very long time. There was no growth. There was nothing new for me to do. And I really didn't believe in myself enough to know that I could change my job in any significant way without going back to school. And I didn't want to do that. And I needed to start pursuing new things. And um, I started talking about what I was doing. And I had friends going, really? Tell me more. Well, how does that work? Well, what do you mean? And as I started doing more study for myself, I really felt good. I really liked what I was doing. And I liked the way that I was interacting with my coach at that point. I still needed somebody to be more proactive or more disciplined on me. Okay. And so that's what I bring to the table. That's kind of my differentiator. I'm, I'm, I just kind of poke at people and push them along because a lot of us need that until we don't, right? And once we get, like you said, we start getting that experience and we get better and better, it's easier and easier to go forward. And I was just talking to somebody about, um, she'd made a decision to do something different. And I said, now expect just as soon as you start doing something different, you're going to fall on your face. Don't worry about it. You're going to hit a roadblock right out of the gate. Just expect it, deal with it and keep going. Just move past that bump in the road. And that's all it is, is a bump in the road and keep moving. So I started just doing it. And with that, as I started getting stronger in myself, my confidence developed, my self-image improved. I saw better things for myself. I found a partner and he's a great guy. And we have a whole new way, a completely different way of communicating than anybody else in my past, right? As we evolve, that communication right. evolves. And so things just started changing and it just became the next step in what it was I was doing. It wasn't an epiphany. It was just the next step. And as you start, sometimes the next step is just the next step. You just and, start and from, doing one thing. And for most of us, it's not the trumpets playing saying, aha, this is what's going to happen. Right. Um, you know, like I said, when my son pointed it out to me, um, my first reaction really was, you can't tell me I'm your mom. Right. Um, and then I don't know what triggered me, but it was like, wait a second, you know, um, he too has suffered from depression. So he can probably recognize it. And instead of going back to him and saying, what did you see? That's when I thought, you know what, I'm going to find out, is this medically induced? Is it me? Is it my surroundings? And what I found out when I went to the doctor that day, my doctor was not available. So I saw one of his partners and I didn't really care for the partner, but I knew that I needed this appointment. Mm -hmm. And I walked in and he said, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. You know, how are things going? And I said, well, you know, I see your partner and I feel very comfortable there. And he said, well, I understand, um, but I'm glad you came in because obviously something's bothering you. Um, you want to tell me about it. And he's not a psychiatrist. He's not a psychologist. He's an MD. And I said, you know, I think I'm in the wrong place. He goes, why? And I said, well, my son says I'm depressed. He said, okay. And what do you say? And with that, I just started 
crying my eyes out. And I said, I don't want to be depressed. He said, okay, that's, that's the first step. Because you if go. you said you enjoyed being depressed, um, there wasn't much I could do for you. And it was there that I, I remember sitting in the chair saying, I'm taking my first step. Mm -hmm. And I decided to engrave that into my brain because if I could take that step, there was another one I could take. And that's how I eventually got to podcasting. That's how I eventually got to blogging and everything else that I do today. And I realized this is where I had wanted to be when I graduated college. Oh, really? But my parents didn't see their, a future in it. I mean, we're talking about late 60s, early 70s. And my parents sort of looked at me and said, really, you should be a teacher. Because if you're a teacher, you'll have a steady paycheck and on and on. It was like, no, I don't want to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And so I followed different roads, but I followed them helping other people all along. Mm -hmm. And I said, I liked helping people, but I wasn't getting any satisfaction from it. Mm -hmm. Because I was helping my husband. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, give me more. And it was like, Okay. And I kept giving and giving. Same thing with my parents. And I know when people listen to this, they think that when they contact you, Marnie, and say, I need a coach, I need to take that first step, you're going to lay it all out for them. But I don't think you can, can you? I can't. Um, the only thing I can do is guide. You are your hero. You are the person who knows what it is you want. But what I can do, and this is what I took from my coach, is I can show you the tools that you have used all of your life without recognizing them that will help you achieve your goals, whatever they are. And they all start with allowing yourself to want more. If you have an inspiration in your heart, go get it. Oh, please start pursuing it. Do anything look for information on the inner information is so easy to get these days. It's scary. Look for information, talk to people, get a book, listen to a podcast, anything just begin. But what I can do is I can help you take control of those, those tools of making a decision to yourself and keeping that commitment of recognizing who you are today and how you got here and who you want to be tomorrow to embrace that goal that you've just made for yourself. All of your habits and tendencies that you have right now will only bring you to today. But if you wanna go someplace different tomorrow, you're gonna to have to make a change. You're gonna to have to level up your game. You're gonna to have to change your game so that you can do something new. And that's true for you and me. That's true for CEOs. That's true for actors and actresses, heads of state. It's true for everyone. If you want to do something new, you're going to have to become someone new and start doing that. And I can help you. I can guide you to recognizing the tools that you have within you to move forward. And then I can give you my belief in you to push through those scary parts, those terrors, those things that we just don't want to do. And I, people tell me all the time, I'm not afraid of anything. Well, why aren't you doing it? Well, I just, it makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Let's call it uncomfortable. <laughs> we can go with that. <laughs> we can do that. Life gets in the way. We all do it. You know, we get in the habit of living our lives. And we just, after a fashion, we're just in this 
rut and this routine. And it's just like, okay, we got to get out of it. But you don't even know that you're in it because everything's good enough. Don't settle for good enough. Go for good, go for new. Lead your friends, lead your children by example. Pursue your interests and your passions. You tell your kids to do it. Why aren't you doing it? Well, I have a job. Exactly. Yeah, you do. But why not still dream? Why not still meet new people? Why not still pick up a book? Why not listen to a new podcast and start opening your mind up to these things that you want to pursue? If you're looking for problems, there's going to be problems. If you're thinking about getting out of debt, you're always going to see debt. But if you think about possibilities and more money or new opportunities, that's what you're going to start seeing when you change the focus of your mind. You're going to do it. Life is 95% mindset and 5% action. Change your mind and how you see it and change your standards and what you expect. And you're going to do that. And it's not going to be in the way that you had planned. Well, I'm not a star, but I'm yep. becoming known, right? Well, and, you know, it's interesting how you said, you know, you're not a star. Um, six and a half years ago, my mother had a stroke and I moved up to Michigan to go live with her for two and a half months. And I was doing my podcast from her living room. Uh, so about every couple hours, I'd say, excuse me, mom, I got to go in the other room to broadcast. And she'd say, okay. And even before she got ill, she had no real concept of what I was doing, um, but just sort of like, okay, yeah, Karen's doing something on the radio, whatever. And so this one day I had finished a podcast and I came back in to check on her and she said, honey, sit down. And I sat down and she said, hold my hand. I was holding her hand and she said, so are you a famous broadcaster? And I looked at her and I said, oh, mom, you'll never know how famous I am. And she said, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. And, you know, it was very, very rewarding for me because at that moment in time, I said to myself, I am famous. I'm famous in my circle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she didn't ask me, are you world renowned? And actually, in some ways I am because, you know, podcasts who travel around the world, mm -hmm. but just that little tidbit that I gave her changed me. Mm -hmm. And I remember after she passed away and I came home, I sat down with my husband and my son. And I said, I need to build this. I need to grow it. And they both looked at me and they said, come on, you've just had two and a half months. Take a rest. No, no. I know what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, I'll hear that voice and I'll say, okay, do I need to make a change? And if mm -hmm. I don't think so, it's okay. But if I do, um, you know, I turn to one of my coaches and I say it out loud because if mm -hmm. I don't, it's not going to happen for me. Right. Yeah. So when you decided that hey, you know, this is something that I could do. I could be a coach. Many of us out there are still saying, I didn't even know there were coaches other than for baseball, football, and some other sport. Yeah, yeah. So how do clients even know that I can contact Marnie to be a coach? You know, um, 
Coaching is becoming more and more important. It's hit the billion dollar industry. That aside, um, I want to say it's 40% of Fortune 500 co companies invest in coaches for their executive leadership right out of the gate because the value is there to help people stay on top of their game, to continue forward thinking. The past is the past. We can remember what happened and take the lesson, but the future is going to be different. And that's where coaching comes in. Now, let me be clear. This was a hard lesson for me to learn. Let's everybody get it together. Nobody needs coaching. Coaching is for people who want to build a future of their choice. It is for leaders who are taking people to a new place for growth. It is for people who are looking to expand their reach. Nobody needs it. You can continue to live your life the way you're living it. And if you're happy and content, go with it. But if you want more, you go for more. And coaching is out there. Google is a huge thing. YouTube is a huge thing and it's out there. And a lot of, everybody knows Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar. You keep talking about helping everybody and that was the only time that you were satisfied. Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough people get what they want, you will get what you want. And he was a great guy. I saw him, I got to see him speak many, many years ago. Um, and he, he was just so fun to listen to. But anyway, the coaches are out there. If there's somebody that you want, and maybe the coach doesn't look like who you think it is. Maybe it's um, just somebody that you meet with on a regular basis that's going to say, so how are things going? Here's a way to put this together. Once upon a time, I supported an, an executive at Eddie Bauer corporate offices. And part of her job was to have a mentor. That was the way it was. And the, what was really nice about it is that she could go and bounce off um, him HR questions, personnel questions, directional questions. She had somebody to weigh that against who could help her get through, well, I can't really approach this person. Why not? Well, because they're going to feel bad. Well, so what? We're in a business situation. Adult relationships require adult conversations and sometimes they're difficult. So coaching, I kind of went, danced around it. How do people know? If you're looking for something in your life, somebody to help you, you can find lots of people that can help you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram because that's where I that's where I'm most functional right now. It works out really well. People message me. We talk, communicate that way. And if there's a fit, that's great. Sometimes it's just a conversation that says, look, you just need a kick in the pants to go forward. You just want somebody to tell you that you're moving in the right direction. I can do that. Let's get over that hurdle, whatever that is. And if you feel good about it, call me again another day and we'll, we'll, we'll tackle it from there. But coaching is for people who want to move forward. They want to design their future. They want to be in a leadership role. They want to be an executive role. They want to share their information. And I have, I have um, a business coach and I have a mentoring coach and I have a mastermind group that I work with. And these people are all there to support me and I'm there to support them. And that's what we do. It's okay to ask for help in this world. I think sometimes as women, you know, we're supposed to have it all figured out. We forget it's okay to ask for help. You're so right. You're so right. <laughs> well, and truthfully, men will ask for help, but it's, they won't ask for 
don't want you to do the tedious things for them, but they don't want you to do the bigger things for them because that makes them not look as successful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my husband and I have this joke going back and forth that, uh, you know, he's right maybe once or twice a year and I'm right the rest of the time. And I laugh and I go, it's, it's you know, not that uneven, but right. I think more methodically than he does. And so if something comes up, it's usually, you know, I have an answer for him or at least know where to go find the answer. Um, I'm going to make our listeners laugh a little bit about a week ago, we were driving my son's car and my husband and I, uh, our cars, our gas tanks are on the right. My son's gas tank is on the left. So my husband's driving my son's car. I'm not thinking that we're in my son's car, thinking that we're in his car. And uh, he pulls into the gas station. I said, well, what are you doing? The gas tank is on the right. And he goes, no, the gas tank is on the left. The arrow is pointing to the left. No. And I'm going back and forth with him. And he's just letting me go for it. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, I look out the windshield and I notice the front of the car and I go, oh, we're in Alex's car. You're so right. And he goes, well, this is my second time this year that I'm right. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes we get in those conversations and we get upset with ourselves Mm -hmm. or with the other person because Mm -hmm. we think we know everything. And since I've been working with coaches, one of the things that I've realized is that I too have always been afraid to ask for help. Not that I didn't want it, but I was afraid that people would think I was less than what I was. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of women feel that way, you know, Mm -hmm. boy, you know, if, if I ask you to go make me a cup of tea, you know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get up and go make that cup of tea? Mm -hmm. And yet other people in the room, you know, they're looking at you and saying, if you want to ask me, ask me, but that's not what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that we forget, you know, um, we don't have to know everything. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay not to know something. And for so long, you know, particularly generationally, we grew up in a time where um, our job was to do these things over here. And his job was to do those things over there. And those things didn't really get in between. And if you ask for help, well, how could you be so stupid? Or how could you not know that? And now we have to get over it. You know, I was a really good student. I'm pretty smart. I know how to get information. I lived on my own for a really long time. I could be smart. I can ask for help, you know? I don't have to do everything alone. And that's kind of half the fun of having somebody else in your life is being able to share that load, right? Right. You figure this one out. I'm off the clock now. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) figure it out. I don't know what to do. Could you help me with this? And and it's hard, you know, and you want them to be proud of you and you want people to think that you know what you're doing. That was a real bitter pill for me to swallow one day, but it it was okay. It's okay to say, I don't know. Could you figure this out? And it's okay. Here's the big one. It's okay to take the poke and the ribbing and the 
dental prod you don't know? Yes, I don't know. Could you just do this? <laughs> we'll discuss it later, okay? I'll go get the ice cream. You fix this and we'll be back and it'll be fine. You know, but when you can get over that, you can learn to laugh at yourself. You, you get over that hump and you realize it's okay. It's okay. Yep. This is just a hurdle. It's just a bump. It's not a big deal. It does not define you. And so for our listeners who are out there, you know, I know so many people say, well, you know, I've been in therapy, so, um, you know, why would I need a coach? Well, mm. I'm going to give you my two cents that I've been in therapy as well. Uh, I'm working with a number of different coaches and, um, you know, it's so much different because in therapy, I had to, was digging up all this angst and I never felt like we got to the point of, oh, now you can go forward. I was still just digging and digging. Yeah, with coaching, you walk in, at least for me, and I say, this is the path I want to take. And I don't need you to judge if it's the right path or not, but I just need a little guidance because I tend to take everything very seriously. And if I fail, um, I'm, I'm going to quit and I don't want to quit. And that's where coaching comes in because then you know sort of what your job is going to be with me. You're going to watch for that email or that phone call that says, I quit. Mm -hmm. And you'll know to ask me the right question so that I figure out why do I want to quit? And do I really want to? And usually the answer is no, I don't. I'm just finding it too difficult to do it or too difficult to do it alone. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, we've, I've had counseling and um, I recommend it for everybody at some point. Everyone can use a little mental flossing oh, sure. at one point or another. No, no judgment, not at all. I think that everybody should find somebody who is a disinterested party. Talk about the things that are really bugging you and then get through that. Uh, counseling and therapy is about healing wounds of the past. But the truth of it is, is that the past is the past. And the most that you can do is acknowledge it, recognize it, acknowledge what happened, how you feel, and forgive the past and yourself. Forgive the past for what has happened. It's done. And forgive yourself for feeling that way and recognize that you can make a change to do something else. You can't go back and undo what has been done. It is done. It good, bad, or otherwise, it is done. Coaching is about the future and it's about designing what you want. And it's also about reflecting on the past and seeing the error of your ways because there were mistakes, there were hurt feelings all around and going, okay, we're gonna do something different now and moving forward. My job is to say to you, okay, you want this goal. You have a big, grand, goofy goal. We're going to go for it. The plan that you have made, let's not bank on that one. Let's just allow that to be pretty darn fluid. And let's start going forward. So what kind of feelings are coming up for you? Why do you think that is? And does it serve you? You know, it served you when you were 12 and Susie took your doll away. But really, you're not 12 anymore. 
So why are you afraid that Susie's going to take that doll away? You need to recognize that you're in charge and let's move forward. And how do you want to do that? That didn't work the last time. Let's do something different. Well, what it should work. It didn't. Let's try something new. The plans that you made need to be fluid. The destination is firm. And when you get to that destination, you are becoming an entirely new person. Your self-confidence has improved. Your self-image has changed. And you walk different, talk different, dress different. And you are socializing with whole new people. And they are lifting you up to be something else. They are adding their creativity and their inspiration to your energy. And you go further. Because when you get to that goal, you're going to be going, this is not enough. It is time for more. Get out of my way. I got something new to do. And it'll be so exciting. My job is to poke at those beliefs that you hold of, your, of yourself and find out why they're there and do they still serve you? Once upon a time, they kept you safe. Today, sure. do they? Let's think about that. That's my job is to ask those annoying questions that really make you start questioning what you've been doing and should you go past it? Well, I absolutely love this conversation because um, you are the third coach that we are interviewing today on, on oh. Avoid the Maze. And <laughs> what I want our listeners to know is that all three are distinctively different, but getting you to where you need to be in their own way. And that is why I wanted to do this, this show. and. It's like you didn't just get to coaching just because you woke up one day and said, hey, I want to be a coach. There were things from your life that you knew you wanted to change. You had the experience with the coach. Not everybody does, but it's always something that is going on in our own lives that trigger us and say, I need to make a change. I need mm -hmm. to do this. Some of us go on diets, some of us start exercise programs, some of us, you know, sadly, you know, decide to break up with our significant other, whatever you need to do, you need to know from deep down inside that you're doing it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And um, I am just so elated that we finally got our schedules together and we got together for today's work <laughs> and and you know that little voice was on my shoulder saying Karen find a place for her find a place for her um, I'm glad it did you know it's like okay we all have to take a deep breath we will get there Marnie yeah. tell our listeners how they can find you so you can find me right now um, you can find me the best way to do it and I've been doing it this way for quite a while is actually on Facebook and Instagram as Envision Results and I put co content out on a pretty regular basis and people message me from there and we start talking from there. I would recommend that if anybody has an interest in coaching that you or being coached, start with a coach. It's like a doctor not having a doctor. You need to actually try it to know where you wanna go with it. But find the person that speaks your language. Does it resonate with you? You know, I'm pretty direct. Not everybody wants to be direct. I have one woman I work with who likes to be just nice and soft. And I'm just going to say nice little things and gently push her along. And at the end of the day, after like three months, I said to her, I said, this is not working. You are not getting your job done. You're not getting it done. I'm all done being nice to you. 
I'm going to tell you what you're going to do today. Yeah. And you call me when it's done. Okay. And then we'll pick this up again. And she needed that. She didn't realize it. Find the person that you feel like you can work with and then find that big, big goal that you want. So anyway, back to me. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Envision Results and um, just start there. See if it resonates with you. Start looking around. Instagram is a really great thing. Put in coaching in the search bar and see what comes up. Facebook, put in coaching, see what comes up and find the person that resonates with you. If it's me, that's great. Let's talk. Let's work together because I will believe in you and push you forward if that's what it is you need. If you're self-directed, that's another thing. Maybe I have the program for you, but start there. Absolutely. And you can always contact us at newclevelandradio at gmail.com. Um, I have created my own form of um, assisting coaches. I'm Excellent. calling myself a coach advocate uh, because there are people out there that they listen to this podcast, I'll listen to another and they'll say, I don't remember where everybody is. And my comment is, you don't have to find somebody in your area. Zoom right. has taught us that if you can find that connection on the other side of the world, go for it. Um, and so what we're doing is we are uh, putting together a database of individuals like Marnie. And when you call in and you say, this is what you're looking for, you know, we're going to do some vetting for you so that, you know, you're not going to be as overwhelmed saying, I just found a hundred coaches. Which one do I contact first? So right. Please contact us. And Marnie, we're going to have to have you back on because that would be great. You are a delight. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. This so was a much. ton of fun. I know it took some work getting here, but that's okay. We did it. We'll we did talk it. to you soon. Bye bye okay. now. Bye bye.